0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to Trajectory Podcast. If you've been keeping up with us, you probably noticed that I did not put out an episode last week. <laughs> Sorry about that. The, uh, the church office has been super duper busy, but I'm glad to be back with you guys today as we talk about how precious to God are His children. But first is our moment of positivity. Last night in youth group, we talked about spiritual warfare. Whether you like it or not, every person who is a follower of Jesus has been enlisted in the Lord's army. And it's not like you can just decide to not participate in the struggle. There are no truces or timeouts. Uh, Satan wants to destroy you, and he will pick on you whenever he wants. Okay, this is turning out to be a pretty lame moment of positivity. The fact is, when it comes right down to it, we are no match for Satan. Satan is bigger, faster, stronger, smarter than we are. The fight is not fair. That is why it's good to remember that God himself fights for us. We have a champion who enters the boxing ring with us, and his name is Jesus. Satan is no match for Jesus. Jesus is bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. And that's our moment of positivity. Okay, our passage for today is Matthew chapter 18, verses 10-14. through 14. We finally finished all Jesus' kingdom of heaven parables, and are on to the next thing. So, uh, Matthew chapter 18, verses 10 through 14, this is what Jesus has to say. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Alright, even though uh, this is not a continuation of Jesus' Matthew 13 parable series that we just finished up with, Jesus is still relating something about God to us using a really super easy understand metaphor. Uh, so, in the past, Jesus has talked about fish and farming and even a widow sweeping floors to tell us about God and faith. Now, he's using a shepherd as the example. This actually matters and is a continuation of a trend that God had set ages ago. So, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 14, uh, the scripture records this. For this commandment I give you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven that you should need to ask, Who will ascend into heaven and get it for us and proclaim it, that we may obey it? And it's not beyond the sea that you should need to ask, Who will cross the sea to get it for us and proclaim it, that we may obey it? But the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. So the idea here is that God is saying, listen, there's no excuse. You can't say, oh man, God's truth is way too hard to understand. You know, it's just one of those heavenly things, maybe I'll get it when I go to heaven. Or maybe I need to travel across the ocean and get it somehow from some wise person from the east in order to be able to understand it. (laughs) No, it's literally right here in front of you, communicated in the easiest way possible so that you can understand. God does this because He wants you to know Him, and He wants you to experience personally His love for you. So the most important stuff is made very easy to understand. There are nuggets of wisdom that we have to work hard to figure out, and there definitely are mysteries in Scripture that people will always be arguing about. But when it comes to the basics, God is passionate about us getting it. And so He tells us stories about sheep, fish and other stuff to make it easy for us. Okay, so with that in mind, let's check into this story. Jesus starts off by saying, don't despise these little ones because their angels are always beholding the face of the Father. So that's sort of my paraphrase. The the little ones that Jesus is talking about here are most likely young believers, Uh, whether that's like a physically younger person or an old person who has just become a believer or has been a believer for a short period of time. Jesus is like, don't hate on the people who are just getting started in this faith thing. They are special to God. In fact, God assigns to them a a specific entourage of angels that have special access to God the Father. Apparently, God is so passionate about the well-being and success of his newborn saints that he literally assigns them a special angel accompaniment So while some snobby Christians are looking down their noses at young believers who still have much to learn, God is so concerned with their well-being that he guards and ministers to them in special ways with special angels. Baby Christians are important to God. Uh, And I guess I would go on to say that all believers are important to God. I think that's What the rest of the passage goes on to explain, baby Christians may get a little extra help, but every single one of God's children is incredibly important to God. So imagine you have a hundred sheep, and it's your life's occupation to watch, protect, feed, and water, and in all things, nurture these sheep. In fact, some shepherds uh, form special bonds with their sheep. So you can just imagine that's happened to you. you. You really love your sheep. Then one day, the sun comes up, it's a beautiful morning, and you do your normal morning count and come up with only 99 sheep instead of 100. So you count them all again, and then one more time just to make sure. This is when the panic starts kicking in. You literally have like one job, keep the sheep safe, and now one is missing. So you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you leave the 99 sheep to go looking for a lost sheep? Or do you count it as loss and go about your business? In the end, it it depends on how much you care about the lost sheep. If you really, honest to goodness, care about it and love it, you're going to look for that sheep. And you're just going to hope for the best with the 99. In the parable, Jesus says that if the shepherd finds the sheep, he is intensely happy. In fact, he's happier in that moment about the rescue of the one little lamb than the 99 other sheep chewing on grass happily in the pasture. Okay, I have one question, and then we'll close with kind of an applicable lesson. Here's the question. Should we wander away from God on a regular basis, just so he can find us and be happier about us than everyone else? Okay, now before you're like, hey, that's just a stupid question. Um, it probably is a stupid question. But in my mind, that's kind of like the first thing that popped up. Because popped like, hey, I want God to be more happy about me than everybody else. I guess I'll do some wandering. Uh, so the quick answer to that question is no, absolutely not. Of course not. The parable was for the purpose of us recognizing the intense love and care that God has for each of us as individuals. We are not, in fact, sheep. Not, not real ones, anyways. And, and because God is everywhere, He doesn't have to leave others to track us down. So the story simply helps us grasp God's love for us. To answer the question, though, kind of more specifically, when I was a kid, my younger brother got lost. We were living in Papua New Guinea, and losing a kid in a place like that was kind of scary. Although, I guess, losing a kid anywhere is kind of scary. We searched high and low for hours before finding him asleep in his room. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. I guess we should have looked there first. My mom was so elated when we found him. But I never thought in her excitement and relief at finding my brother that she cared more about him than us. Should my little brother wander off all the time so that my mom can be more glad that she found him than the fact that in the meantime, I was just happily eating cereal at the counter? No, that would be uh, ridiculous and incredibly unkind. Over the last several weeks, we've learned that the good news of salvation is worth everything we own. The man who sold everything he had to buy a field with treasure in it is an example of that. Now we discover that God gives up all he has for us also. The cross, of course, was the best example of this as Jesus was hung to die, having been stripped of seemingly everything, including his clothes, to rescue us. Even after that, our spiritual well-being is something that God is continually concerned about. For this very reason, he assigns us angels to watch and minister to us. God cares about you specifically more than you could ever know. His concern for you is expressed in the actions of the shepherd who chases after lost sheep and is overwhelmed with relief and joy at finding them. This is a God worth giving your heart fully to, worth chasing with all of your mind and strength and soul. This is a kind shepherd who gladly gave up his life for the sheep. This week, I'd encourage you to learn to love God more, and if you're wandering know that God is looking for you. Will you keep him searching or will you be found? Make God's day and come back to the fold. That's uh, all I have for today. Thanks for hanging out with me for another episode of Trajectory Podcast. Until next time, may God richly bless you.